Better than this, I don't know what I'm doing. I can't do this shit. What's better than this? Guys, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Wednesday edition of the show. We are recording this podcast after setting a new record for the longest pre-show conversation ever. To oh, that's not true. That's not true. This is pretty long, man. Uh, it's been about 20 it. minutes. It's yeah. been about 20 minutes. You think we've had some longer ones? Probably. Yes, we for sure have. What's annoying, though, is we kind of did the podcast before the podcast with some right. of the other stuff we talked about. You hate we do this do. every week, though. Yeah, at least once. At least once. What are we talking about today, Kyle? Water Cooler Wednesday, basically. Just yeah, a, a smorgasbord of topics. Shooting the shit. Yeah. And for me, I want to talk about how the NCAA is prepared to have discussions about maybe letting college athletes monetize themselves for uh, their likeness, an image, a name. Interesting potential, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you hear what Mitt Romney had to say on the topic? No. I heard what Richard Burr from North Carolina did, but I'd like to know what Mitt Mitt Romney said. Yeah, well, Richard Burr's a colossal dumbass. Um, Mitt Romney said, what you can't have is a couple of athletes driving around in Ferraris while everybody else is basically having a hard time making ends meet. Mitt, that's life, brother. Right. And it's his life, too. (laughs) Those who are more talented or have more gifts or work harder will reap more benefits. It's just like anything else. I think what people are happy for the possibility for these athletes, which... We've talked, I mean, we, could you imagine all the years that you've put into building a brand for uh, being a personality in the football media world, not being able to make money on that? Terrible, right? Like from that sense of things, that's just wrong. So everyone's very excited right. about just what's right in terms of peeping, people being able to to make money off of their skill sets, their unique skill sets, but also the piece of it where like everyone's fired up about NCAA. Kyle, if NCAA football comes out on a gaming console i might buy my first console oh he's back baby he's back i don't know whatever one i have i i use it because it plays blu-ray movies so i don't know if it's a playstation 2 or a 3 but uh that's what i have and i haven't bought madden like i said since peyton hillis was on the cover um i like that ncaa basketball game is the one i have i think it might be like 2009 or something i don't know you're showing your age that that hasn't been a thing in like a decade brother that's a good game and it's got that dude, uh, Bill Rafferty. You do you pay attention to Bill Rafferty? This guy's unbelievable. No, oh no, man, spend some time looking up his like highlights of, of it being an announcer. He doesn't say anything coherent. He just he just blurts out things. He, like, <laughs> I'm going to do an example right now because I'm feeling it. But he'd be like, just don't <laughs> just don't want to kiss off the like, I'm not kidding. This guy's getting paid a lot of money. So he just, he's just spazzing. Spazzing his stuff happens on the court. It's not coherent. It's not. It's and it's not, in the video game too. Yes. And that's what I loved about it. It'd be like Gus Johnson and that guy on this video game. And you hear Gus Johnson from the corner. And then Bill Raffer. I would love 
<laughs> to get Gus Johnson on the call in NCAA football 2021. Need it. Can we have that happen? Like, who, who do we need to file a petition to Midnight, to get Gus on the call? Moonlight Swami. Andre, our buddy from Madden. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we got to put in a good word and be like, Gus has to be the guy. There's no other choice. <laughs> oh, boy, I'm going to regret all those sound bites I just gave you. but Probably, but it won't be me. I won't pull them. I'm just not cutting them. Okay. All right. You need, but you need to, you need to spend some time looking up some Bill Rafferty because, man, otherwise, you just, you're just not appreciating. Well, I won't appreciate it. Just, yeah, yeah just bad. I'm just, okay. I don't okay. know, man. All right. What do you have to talk about today, Kyle? I've, uh, I, I don't know why this, this Andy Dalton thing has been big for me. Um, I think. I don't know. I think I've been an Andy Dalton apologist for a while, right? Like you've kind of gathered that from talking football with me for a long time and not obviously the last three years of Andy Dalton haven't been very exciting with this team, but I mean, he, he came into the league and he was a starting quarterback for that team. And for five consecutive years, they went to the playoffs, which has only been done 31 times in league history. There's been a, a, a teams went to the playoffs five consecutive years in a row. He, they average over 10 wins a year. He's a three-time pro bowl quarterback. And I feel like everybody just wants to cast shade at him. And he's like, he's very much a, a, a criticized quarterback, but he achieved a lot for a second round pick with Cincinnati as a starter for eight plus years. And, you know, he's got a lot of franchise records as the Cincinnati Bengals quarterback. And yeah, he is the, he's, he's the ultimate quarterback purgatory. I get it, right? That's what he is. He's the best version of it. You can go to the playoffs and lose a lot with Andy Dalton as your starting quarterback. But I think sometimes people need to take a step back and be realize, man, that dude did more for the Bengals than a lot of first round picks do for their teams. And I think we should look back at his tenure as a starting quarterback in Cincinnati very favorably. Who was it that asked you if you, you looked at Andy Dalton and he played any other position besides quarterback, mm. would he not be viewed at as a resounding success? Somebody said that, and that was a good take. It's a good, yeah, it's a great point. And it's kind of the same thing with like, I feel like we're going to reach that point with Dak Prescott too. Really? If he doesn't win a Super Bowl in Dallas, he'll be hammered for not winning a Super Bowl in Dallas when they had this window that's very clearly available to them right now, and the defense is great. But what happens if five years from now, Dak goes on to play somewhere else for his, his third contract and doesn't win a Super Bowl in Dallas? Are people going to talk about how great of a value Dak was in the fourth round? We will because we're draft guys. Right, right. He's or, already exceeded it, career expectations. Can correct. We be right. Yes, right. absolutely. Right. But is the vast majority of common fans of football not going to look at Dak and say, yeah, he's a bum, he couldn't get it done in Dallas? The yeah. same way they're doing that with Andy Dalton right now. Oh, I agree. I think sometimes sometimes people fall into that, right? Like it's expectations are just weird. I don't I feel like sometimes people just need to to, Take a to step like back. yeah, like really just examine it from a league-wide perspective. I feel like I'm living this right now as a new hockey fan. I've watched like Oh god. No, listen. This is I'm going to give you <sighs> some right, I'm listening. some real stuff here. I've watched all but two Buffalo Sabres hockey games this year. I've really enjoyed it. It's been really fun. I'm going to watch any tape this year or just the Listen, Sabres? Yeah, calm down. 
I have time in the day to watch the Buffalo Savers a couple times a week. I'm a new I'm a new fan. I don't know the game well. I don't know the league well. I have no idea how good the players are that the Sabres are going against. I don't know their skill sets. I don't know what the schemes are. And I recognize that, and I don't have strong, aggressive takes about anything. All I know are the however many players are on the Sabres, their names. I'm starting to get a little bit familiar with them, but I don't have this like I don't have this this information to speak on anything that has it related to do with the NHL because I just don't know and appreciate you know the nuance of and mechanics of these these teams and these organizations. And I think sometimes sometimes with football with the people that yell at us a lot of times and and come from these these angles kind of kind of over overstep their bounds a little bit in terms of not necessarily having that full that full plate of of information and understanding of reality and expectations. You know, somebody was coming at me today with like criticism towards the bills and how the Patriots do X, Y, and Z. And it's like, if the Patriots are your standard, like they're the biggest anomaly in the history of sports. That can't be the standard. That cannot be who you compare things to. I think sometimes we need to like, make sure we have the full, full scope and picture before we really start saying things like Andy Dalton was a colossal failure for the Cincinnati Bengals. Let me ask you a question about Dalton real quick. Yeah. What is your reaction to, because Andy said uh, he was frustrated that his agent was looking to manufacture trade and they ran out of time. Do you think this was just a case of like bad luck with where the bye week fell? With Cincinnati and and making this change, like if Cincinnati had the bye week two weeks ago, do they change and and put in Ryan Finley? And if that's the case, is Andy and his agent able to manufacture trade for him to go somewhere else? I think I think this is where you you really hope there's good transparency between all parties in your organization. A player like Andy Dalton, it wasn't hard for us, me and you, to talk about you know going into the year that the Bengals are a quarterback team. They're going to look to replace Dalton. He has this movable salary, 17 millions, no dead cap space and say that there's going to be a point in time here where this is going to be over. And I think that I would hope the transparency would exist from the Bengals front office to, you know, Dalton's reps to say, Hey, this is trending in this direction. These are our intentions. You know, do you want to stick around here as the backup? Would you hope that we would seek out a deal to give you a new opportunity and be on the same page and work in everyone's best interest? Because at the end of the day, the Bengals are just going to cut Andy Dalton after the season. They're going to save their 17 million and Dalton's going to, you know, go on with the next phase of his career. He could have at least said, hey, at this point, you ever everybody knows where this is headed. If he wanted that to be a possibility, then the Bengals should have really exhausted their resources to make a move. But, I mean, Cincinnati, for the most part, sat on their hands. They're 0-8. They have assets that are going to walk after this season. Yeah, this have, is so dumb what they're doing. What, what, do we do? what are we doing, Kyle? Why are we not trying to part with some assets that aren't part of the long-term thing here and get some draft capital back? It felt like they just sat on their hands. Do you think Andy, do you think Andy Dalton's tradable at all? Yes. So they yes. don't have to cut him necessarily. They could trade him. Oh, you're so this is the Tyrod thing. This is that's a good point. The Bills got a third round pick for Tyrod Taylor. You think Andy Dalton gets you gets you at least that? He should. Chicago right. should send that right now. Well, that's what I'm saying, and that's and that's where I've I, in my mind working through this has been 
man, he'd be so great to come in and Ryan Tannehill, Marcus Mariota for, you know, do the same thing for, for Mitch next year. So I absolutely believe in that. Yeah. So Andy's at least tradable. He's under contract for 2020. The Bengals have that in their favor. What about, I know they, they were, uh, some teams had reached out potentially about Cordy Glenn. Yeah. Who's under contract. Uh, next year uh, also has no dead cap. So they could cut him at the end of the year if they wanted to, but he's in a contract year in 2020 as a 30 year old offensive tackle uh, who signed a five year, $60 million contract with Buffalo and then was traded ahead of 2018 to Cincinnati. Uh, Cordy, he got suspended, didn't he? He got suspended a game by the team. Yeah. I think it had to do with some medical stuff and practice. It was, it felt like a Caliche assembly type situation. And Cincinnati sat on their hands with that one. Yep. AJ Green, who said he's now ready to come back and is ready to play, who is an expiring contract, but AJ explicitly said he does not want to get franchise tagged. Yeah. Do you think Cincinnati's going to work out a long-term deal with AJ Green? No. And you you brought this point up several weeks ago when you were talking about like the biggest deals they've handed out. They're not going to pay these guys. No. So I don't know what in the hell we're doing here where we're going to let A.J. Green sit as a depreciating asset who will not be under contract next year unless you franchise tag him. And if they franchise tag him and then try and trade him, they are the ultimate dicks in football. That is wrong, man, because they should have traded him now. Yeah, because, I mean, somebody that was had a friggin' chance this year would have given something up for him. Well, but the problem is the problem is the perception of what Cincinnati thinks they can get for AJ Green because Muhammad Sanu went for a two versus what AJ Green is probably actually worth as mm-hmm. a player who's 31 years old, has injury issues, and is an expiring contract. Nobody's given up a one for a three month rental of AJ Green. But that's what Cincinnati, that's Cincinnati's biggest problem. Joe Goodberry, who's a really good follow uh, on the Bengals on Twitter, talked about that pretty extensively, talking about how the Bengals' biggest problem is their own inflated sense of worth for their players and how they're impossible to do trades with, just like they're impossible to do business with because they have such an inflated perception on what they need to get back to make it worth their while. You're 0-8. I appreciate the Bengals doing the Cordy Glenn trade with the Bills. Man. Pick swap. It was uh, Cordy Glenn in, in uh, 20, pick number 20, 21 for a number 11. Yep. And then they jumped 11 to 7. The rest is history. Well, and I mean, the big thing there being like, it's in hindsight, it's also getting rid of Cordy Glenn. Right. I thought he was a good player, right? Like, I, I mean, I, I think he is a good player but he's not helping the Bengals. So <laughs> won the deal. Amazing. They got it done, man. So this is, this is the Cincinnati's screwed the pooch as far as just like Washington has. Do you hear what, what the Browns did with him with Washington? Trent Williams stuff. Yeah. So they, they said six weeks ago, uh, Washington could have got a first round pick in 2020 for, for Trent Williams. And Washington said he's not for sale. Washington, two days before the trade deadline, decides that Trent Williams is suddenly for sale 
And they call John Dorsey and say, hey, is that first round pick still available? And apparently, this was a report. I don't remember who reported it. I'll have to look it up. John Dorsey told him to kick rocks because he said, you could have got this six weeks ago, and now you want the same price, and we don't get him for half the year. Screw you. And he hung up. Yeah. I love it. That's the right response from John. Yep. Especially with the, the hole that Cleveland's in. Wait, from, an asset, from an asset perspective? No, I mean, I, or from it, a record perspective. Yeah, from a record perspective. Yeah, like six weeks ago, Cleveland's one and two. Right, you got a chance. Oh, we got left tackle. Let's go now. Yep. Now it's like, well, no. Now, now you want. Now you want the same <laughs> price after we're two and five. <laughs> right. Not to mention what how much Washington's been yanking around Trent Williams. I can't believe there are people that actually support Washington in a Trent Williams versus Washington point of view. Weird people, man. Weird people. What else you got today? Uh, you know, soapbox. Yeah, let's no. Let's get back on a soapbox here, Kyle. You and I, but mostly you, yes. are very familiar with one Adam Gase. Oh my gosh, brother! This is exceeding. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is exceeding anything I could have imagined. The entire situation in New York. I thought this would be like year two, three. We're 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 not even a year into this thing, brother. New York's getting the entire Adam Gase experience in four months. <laughs> the Jamal Adams things, the Le'Veon Bell thing. They what what? They said and Adam it, doesn't like big personalities in his locker room. Adam, guess what? Anybody who's worth a grain of salt is probably going to be a big personality. How many, some, how many great players in the NFL aren't big personalities? What percentage? Said Joe Douglas didn't like the football team he inherited. I don't blame him. Yeah, well, it's almost <laughs> like if you fire your coach, you probably should have fired the GM instead of firing the coach who then comes in as your third choice and you give him a lot of personnel decision-making power. He then proceeds to undermine and cut down from the knees Mike McCagnan. So now in the span of three months, you've had a head coaching change separate from a GM change and then a GM change. And then the GM that comes in doesn't like all the moves that the previous GM made in the three months since you hired a new head coach. <laughs> you got to fire Adam Gase. You did, do did, it. did you... Hear what Gase said about assembly before they cut him. No. They asked him, they asked him when uh, it came up somehow in a press conference and Adam Gase, this was like last Thursday, right? Before assembly had his surgery on Friday morning and assembly came up and, and Adam was like, Oh, I haven't, I haven't talked to KO in a couple weeks. Yeah, I did hear that. Yes. And they're like, I'm sorry. What? Like you haven't talked to him. Why haven't you talked to him? And he goes, well, you know, we got, we got meetings. He's in the the uh, he's with the training staff. I'm, I'm I'm in meetings and stuff all day. I'm I'm trying to game plan to win the next game, and I got a bunch of guys relying on me to put the game plan together to win the next football game. I'm focused on the next football game. They said, "Well, you're you're the leader of the team, and he's one of the players on the team that you spent all off season praising." And 
you couldn't find time to talk to your injured starting offensive lineman, who's the best offensive lineman on your team. And Adam goes, well, he didn't ask to talk to me. And they said, well, why does he have to ask to come talk to you? He says, well, if he has, he, if he has something to talk to me about, he knows where my office is. He can come by any time. The very next morning, KO has the surgery, and, and within like 24 hours, they cut him. Can you cut him if he's hurt? I thought there was well, there, injury settlement there, or what? The waivers? There's, there's no injury settlement, but they're pissed, and they're planning on filing stuff against the Jets. Get it all, man. Get it all. Get it all. I don't understand. It's like the Washington thing with, with Trent Williams and, and Williams's concerns there with the medical staff and the team not being interested in the best interest of their players as individuals. This is the same exact thing from New York. It's just gotten escalated because they cut him because the player straight up came out and said, no, it's no, I've got ind- individual evaluations from two separate surgeons who told me I need surgery. And then I have the surgery and they said it was worse when we got in there than what we thought it was. And you just wanted me to take cortisone shots every week. It's not right. So we have at least like three questionable medical staffs employed by NFL teams. That's probably more like half, but yeah, it's three, three well-established ones. Yes. You know, Ben Solak told me about Philadelphia's medical staff recently. That's there's a lot of questions there because mm-hmm. for whatever reason, after they won the Super Bowl, they replaced their medical staff. Don't understand that. And they're having guys that are like getting injured in the initial report. It's like week to week. And then week to week is like six to eight weeks. And guys just aren't getting healthy. And Philly. <laughs> it's the year 2019. How? how, how? No idea. Bengals, Bengals Jets, Redskins, Eagles are yep. all we have to have questions about this stuff about whether or not the team doctors actually have the player's best interest at heart. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, speaking of the jets and Adam Gase and Jamal Adams, where do you stand? Or did you hear what the jets were asking for, for Jamal Adams? I don't know specifically what they were was, asking for. No, it was a one and two twos. And nobody wanted to pay that. Well, Dallas was closest. Dallas was willing to offer the one and a four. Mm-hmm. And the Jets wanted the one and two twos. What did, what did Miami get for Minka? A straight up one. I'd have taken yeah. the one and the four for him if you were dead set on moving him. Sure. Um, I What did you think about Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys Twitter handle? putting out a tweet saying that we were interested Why? in acquiring. Why would you do this to put, to cast shade at the jets? They're pissed. But, but I it's, think not, goes, it's not a good look for you either though. It's not, but it goes back to our question. We talked about, was it Monday about the Jaguars in that mascot? What, what how did, what's the chain of command with the, with the Dallas with Cowboys the Twitter? Hand? Yeah. Who, who signs off on that? It's just some guy like, hey, this would be funny. Yeah, we were trying to do uh, some trades here. Let's uh, put it out there. Or just like somebody has to clear that. Does like Will McClain clear that? Does Jerry Jones know? Are they okay with it? That's probably more of a, I don't know, who's who's more of the business? Is it Steven? Is Steven more of the business side of things? I'm not sure. But Jerry, the mechanic- there's, no way, there's no way you run that up the pole to Jerry. 
I'm just trying to say the mechanics of these types of things I want to know the answer to. Who is it just independent people that are just like this this we'll do this for shits and giggles. We'll get a little rise out of people. We'll dress up the mascot as a ghost. We'll send out this tweet. You know, I just I just kind of curious. Did you see the other thing the Jaguars did with Darnold? What is it? They took like you know he was sacked like 8 times, right? Yeah. In the game. <laughs> they they strung together all of the plays of Darnold getting sacked and they played it to the Ghostbusters theme on the like the, no. the big screen. <laughs> no, they didn't. Yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> That's tremendous. Yeah. yeah. Jacksonville's pretty good at this. They've had some other stuff in the past too, I think. I can't think specifically, but for some reason it's, it strikes me as a team that's been able to do that kind of thing in the past. The uh um, you imagine, certain teams just wouldn't that just wouldn't happen. No. I'm trying to like imagine the uh man, who's super old school. I wouldn't even say the Pats, because the Pats do some pretty petty stuff too. I don't know. Anything else? We're getting close here. Close to the end of the day. Well, I'd like to eat lunch and we have a meeting here in fifteen minutes, so no, it's 30 minutes, but let's, oh, well, that's all the catalyst we need. Joe is shutting down the podcast so he can go eat lunch. Uh, I want to be like Ben fine. Solak and eat during the meeting, you know? <laughs> we have a great photo of Ben, and he probably doesn't listen to this podcast, so he'll never know. He used to, but now he's big yeah. time, you know? Yeah, so we got a great photo of Ben from yesterday's uh, staff meeting, uh, sucking down a, look like, uh, I would say Coke, but it's not, I don't think it's Coke, he, is it? Uh, he doesn't drink he, soda. He went, yeah, he went to Penn Station, so yeah, it was probably I don't know high C or something. <laughs> I see. Could, could you see a little bit of apple juice? <laughs> yeah. yeah, mixing. Yeah, he'll probably mix it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I can see that. That's a good way to wrap it up. Yeah. Hey, listen, tomorrow, come on back. We're doing picks against the spread uh, for college football top twenty-five. We got a good combined record, Joe. I did the math. Do you know what our percentage is combined so far this year? Oh, tell me it's over sixty. Well, no, because. I'm like 53 and you're like 58. I'm under 60. Yeah, because we went 500 last week. Sheet. To stay at 60%, you got to keep hitting at 60%, not 50%. I was hoping I was like at 63. No. Damn it. Brother, you're at 58%. I got to go on a run tomorrow. Well, I'm following the lead, man. I'm just trying not to drop any more games the rest of the way. All the pressure's on you. Yep. (laughs) So... So come back and see how those picks play out. Hey, listen, uh, if you want to get in on the action, make sure you do so at mybookie.ag. Promo code draft network gets you uh, double your first deposit if you sign up. Mybookie.ag. Free money? Free Free money. money. Free money. And and we have free money again this week because I hit last week. So you've only, what are you up to? You've you've dispersed $60 so far? Uh, $60 in six weeks. Can we talk real quick before we close about uh, does this end? Does this end conference championship weekend? We doing bowl games? What's the, the uh, what? Fuck no, we're not doing bowl games. You yeah, nuts! Bowl games are impossible, right? Because there's too many. Yeah, there's dynamics. motivation. Guys okay. sit out. So conference no. conference championship weekend, we're done with the picks against spread. Army Navy games are last game. Isn't that the same weekend? No. Or is it the following one? It's the following weekend. Army Navy will be our last game pick. Okay. Lock it in. Just like you guys got to lock it in. Come back. See us again tomorrow. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Draft Dudes Podcast.